So welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And today we're talking about the first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds, yes indeed. Which yes, is indeed. more of an episodic bottle episode, I guess you can call it, for most of the episodes this season. There were at least three or four which refer back to other events. But unlike Discovery and or Picard, this is standard Star Trek where each episode kind of stands on its own. Counter a little bit did follow an overarching plot, but they did a much, much better job than the other Picard and Discovery did. It isn't just savior of whatever Absolutely episode, not. Mary Sue nope. and or Picard. Nope. And nope. nope. We're going to talk about that too. Every character, because someone has some character development. All of them have a little bit of character development, but go ahead. Yeah, so I guess we'll talk about the last episode first, which is the season finale plays off of the season finale of TOS, the original Star Trek, which is Balance of Terror. The first meeting of the Romulans, at least in questions about that, because I think Enterprise also had a meeting of the Romulans at some point, but... I think that was it. That was the first episode. That was the first time the Romulans... Someone actually had seen the Romulans. I, yeah, it was the first time they came in. The Balance of Terror was the one that introduced them. Biggest thing with Balance of Terror is just brinksmanship. Kirk outsmarting basically the person that would eventually become Spock's father. <laughs> uh, same oh, actor. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. Okay, now I got it. Now, yeah, I'm definitely confused. I, I definitely got him confused. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but right. again, it's just brinksmanship. Outpost on the neutral zone separates Federation space from Romulan space, have been attacked, is believed to be the Romulans, but the Romulans haven't been seen since the war between Earth and Romulus, which has been about 100 years. So this episode also plays off of the fact that the same thing has occurred, but theoretically in an alternate timeline, because at this point, Pike has all his faculties. but Right. In the original Star Trek, Pike is eventually, he leaves the Enterprise and he's also just kind of brutally in a wheelchair and mute. This is seen as Pike cheating his way beyond his fate. And what happens when you start changing elements of something that should happen? What happens when you change fate? Certain elements of the original series, again, with the antagonistic lieutenant parallels between that and right. then things that lines of dialogue. It starts off with a marriage in the original one. Well, eventually the husband of whatever ensign, whomever, dies in the right. battle with the Romulans. But Keith knows a whole long setup, but I mean, it's basically... Almost 60 years of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, well. it was like, it took me a minute. I remember it was one of those episodes, if they only had the budget for it, right? Or if it was only redone today, battle scene would have been cool. But it was one of those episodes where I was like, you know what? If it did have the budget for it and did do whatever, it might not have been as good. Because there was something about Balance of Terror. Like, 
strategic thinking that Kirk was going through and the weighing of what happened if we do fire, if we do get into a war. And that yeah. uh, it wasn't meant to be an action just to be action sake. It was like, if you do this and it there's up, consequences, there's going to be real consequences. And you got that from the storyline. It was like, we're out here exploring the galaxy. We got other things to worry about. Space gods and crazy weird phenomena out there. And we got two people literally cousins to our best friends in space come on be friends it's like yeah again it's just really what are the consequences if you do the wrong thing right and the end result is catastrophic Mm -hmm. again the balance of terror the original episode that's what it's called i gotta say i like that they ended it on this note it reminds me of the subject next generation first season ending yeah which also Involved the Romulans. Exactly. So that episode was a satellite that was from Earth. Mm-hmm. And on it were people in cryogenic freeze. Data found them, brought them to the Enterprise. Picard didn't know about it. Beverly thawed them out. It had some ailments. The ailments weren't able to be solved whenever they were put into space in cryogenic freeze. But like in the 24th century. All this stuff is just, oh, you have that problem? Hey, here you go. Here's a hyperspray. <laughs> and the same thing happens where there's outposts, the neutral zone that are being attacked, which eventually should be revealed to be the Borg instead the of the Borg, Romulans. Yeah, yeah but, it turned yeah. out it was the Borg, not the Romulans. But it was one of those episodes where the Romulans played great boogeyman. In a real-world parallel, the Romulans represented kind of the Soviets. We're against them. You knew that there was a war between the Federation and the Romulan Empire. It's going to be bad. Yeah. It's not going to end well at all. I'm glad I stayed away from every single one of the spoilers or the any discussion from it. The only spoiler I saw was that Kirk was in the episode. I didn't get a single solitary thing about that. I, I heard somebody mention that there was a found an actor for Kirk and they would show him. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. And I saw Pike in a... Um, Star Trek film uniform. Rear Admiral. He's in a Rear Admiral uniform. I was like, oh, they're doing a a timeline switcheroo. I'm like, okay, we're going to finally get Pike's going to resolve his timeline thing. I'm like, I figured that's where the focus of the episode was going to be. It turned out it was. They came in, was hit with the initial whammy of an Admiral Pike popping up and doing this is going to fuck something up in the timeline. He goes to the timeline and it turns out he's playing out Kirk's adventure, Balance of Terror. And I'm just like, oh, what is going on? (laughs) Kirk pops up in the Farragut. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And the actor who's playing Kirk, he did a damn fucking good job. Like, yeah, I, I would just kill. say maybe my only problem is just his build. And he did yeah, he's lost some weight. Yeah. He, he's lost a little weight. And I'm kind of gauging that it's something else. Like, I kind of want him to like bulk up a little bit. The uniform fits Mount. Like, yeah. He fills it out he, well. He, yeah, like, he needs that same build. Exactly, exactly. I, I would agree with that 100%. Because when he popped on the screen, I'm like, oh, I know him. He's from the Vampire Diaries. I like that actor. And he played Kirk. I'm like, I can see him as Kirk. I can definitely see him as Kirk, and I can definitely see him. When the episode ended, I was on board for them to just reboot the whole fucking franchise and stick him in the Enterprise after like three or four seasons or so, and then have him take over in the Enterprise. I'm perfectly fine with that. After this episode, I'm completely sold on the cast. Loving the dynamic that plays out. I love that the character development and their character arcs individually suits them individually you don't have one person who's a messiah pike doesn't know every damn thing clearly he doesn't yeah and he also delegates the people delegates like hell and and i think this is like if anything i think they finally figured out the and i'm going to call it the woke formula i think they figured it out you had a guy in charge he's a player he's getting with a couple chicks and stuff you have him in charge 
it doesn't become a situation like the original series where the captain sucked up all the focus. Yeah. Because they and or it. Discovery where it is really just a TV show about one character exactly. and every other character that is around that one character basically is only something for that main character to either speak to or facilitate a plot. Exactly. So Anton Mount spends his time playing up everybody else, his whole crew. You're the best at this. Let's see what you can do. I need you to do this for me. Take care of it. And the guy directing the focus of the show, we're going to focus on you. You know, Ahura, you're the best I got. I want you to take care of business. Ably able to deflect the focus around. Even though he was the kind of the star, of the, I mean, he's the focus of this episode. It was clearly Kirk and Spock. Yeah, and every character had some level of, here is your episode, whether it be Ahura, Mm-hmm. Whether it be the engineer, because I think he had one or two episodes. Yeah, he had a couple. The of doctor, episodes. which I really don't like his arc. I was uh, Nurse Chapel. Spock had an episode. Mm-hmm. Spock had a couple episodes. The persistent angry face lieutenant <laughs> had an episode. That... She actually grown on me. Like I don't even think about her last name anymore. It's like she's La'an. That's I don't even think about her last name. Juxtapose how Anson Mount iteration of Pike who is more dutiful that he wants to have a conference with everybody. What is the best direction? Here's my plan. This is what we're going to do. Execute. And again, with the original show, the balance of terror, I mean, there was that same element where Kirk had a conference. Everyone gave their opinion. Kirk made a decision, but in this one it's just Anson Mount's character is just, Hey, I want to do, the the nice thing <laughs> george kirk started talking about his brother he started talking about james what james kirk was and i was like he hit it on the head he was like james kirk was top of his class at everything everything he did he did phenomenally well he's a genius but he plays by the seat of his plants he follows his own rules he, he doesn't play by everyone else's rules and it could be problematic but at the time he's brilliant and he managed to get through with luck charm and his own brilliance Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah that's that's kirk and then you got picard who was a wild child back in the day yeah early on became this corner yeah early on yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then after he gets shanked like all right i need to sell the help they need to calm down the end game when he became the captain of the enterprise very much the authoritarian he was the patriarch of the ship that was Mm. you went through you came through him but he was very much there to guide you through it and we're all going to explore we're all going to do this but we're not here to have fun we're all going to do our jobs and it's we're going to explore and do everything for the betterment of society janeway was all about the exploration she couldn't wait to get out there this was going to be great cisco was single dad job single dad it was all about the servers emissary i mean yeah i mean he had a tough assignment Mm-hmm. He made the best of it and then also wound up being a god. <laughs> yeah, he ended up being a god at the end. I mean, he, every captain was different. And the thing is, though, everyone kind of assumed because you see different parts of it. Oh, he, Kirk was a ladies' man. Oh, he was just, he was a shoot first, ask question later. I'm like, no. Kirk was the, literally, he was the smartest captain out there. They yeah, played up yeah, to that. Yeah, and I want to say some of that gets lost because of the movies expanded. The newer some, movies. Yeah, definitely yeah, the newer movies. That, like, some of the cadence for mm-hmm. William Shatner. From the TV show to the movies change. So it is, I am this, and I'm going to talk like this. And that's mm-hmm. how he talked in the movies. But in the TV show, he was basically standard actor for right. the three seasons that it was on. I liked how it resolved. And the fact that Pike 
sort of in the end accepted his fate and he was happy with it. Well, basically in the course of the, the episode, thing that caused the terror of the, and the galaxy-spanning horror show that was going to doom the galaxy wasn't that Kirk died. It was that Spock, because you, you're, you're waiting at the end of your seat because you think Kirk's going to drop dead mm-hmm. at any second because he's just out there doing crazy shit. But it's not. It's because if Spock dies, you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, Spock does a lot of shit. I mean, like, basically like, tries to re- reunite the Romulans and the Vulcans. He uh-huh. is, Vindication. Well, I mean, particularly with the JJ movies. <laughs> yeah. He becomes and, in a role. But yeah. Yeah. V'ger, if you're going to get with Kirk and help him with, with V'ger, probe would have came back and fucked everything up. Like, it was just a massive amounts of galaxy spanning shit that they did. And I like that Pike doesn't know it's Kirk also is a part of that equation. Or Scotty and the rest of them, he doesn't realize that it said he just knows Spock is key to that for right now. Yeah. And it fits with Pike's character. He would keep an eye out for Spock and make sure he gets that sort of that mentoring propel him along and everything. Yeah, because I want to say there was a line of dialogue where Pike was like, You're important to me. And mm-hmm. I think Spock said the same thing in return. His way of acknowledging you basically <laughs> you are the man. <laughs> and mm-hmm. as far as Star Trek's concerned, but go ahead didn't have a whole lot of a person who is singular on that ship who is the singular linchpin to everything granted spock is kind of key to a lot of stuff it's a lot of other characters who are also equally important as well to that so journey so again this last episode like it fit with the tone of the show that they had it was extremely consistent with the tone and and the quality we've seen with the show i like the parallels to balance of terror Mm -hmm. and agreed I keep saying this, the show feels like Star Trek. Not New Trek, just Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, again, Discovery basically just threw Star Trek to the Wokeness Wolves for whatever three seasons tried to hit home that this is what it is. Like, you guys are stupid if you don't like Uh it. Like, Star Wars, I would say, is an ensemble cast. It works best when it is like that. Yes, it does. It absolutely does insist that it was patriarchal and all this stuff you know luke or whatever or han it wasn't about that it wasn't all about the jedi it wasn't all about smugglers and and bounty hunters it was a ton of other shit going on in that and it's it's kind of sad that people don't like that a lot of but people in charge don't understand i can't get that i've fallen to in terms of star wars i've kind of fallen to the thought that only one person understands how that shit works and that's george lucas and he's already cast his check and kind of gave the fans Bye, suckers <laughs> he said, i'm done i will give the people who i like a call and i will give them my advice but after that leave me the fuck alone star trek but- was in a bad spot three years ago it was in a bad spot yes maybe after the second season of discovery definitely was in a bad spot after the second season of picard i don't even want to see picard I, like, I even though they bring back the original cast i don't want to see it yeah, I, at I'm this not. point because again patrick story is old and he's huffing through the lines. The writing is terrible. And just the overarching plot of why are we here? Why are we watching this? I mean, there was hope when people brought up the fact that, hey, there's going to be Star Trek Picard. Like, oh, Patrick Thor is coming back. It's going to restore some integrity to Star Trek. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I saw that first episode. I was hopeful. And I was like, oh, okay, this might be good. And it just slowly started to get punched in the chest with it. It's like, wait, why are they treating captain picard like this i don't understand like why is everybody talking calling him an asshole and 
cussing him out. Like, why are you cussing him out? Like, I don't, wait, what is going on here? What, what? Yeah, gender role plots. I'm like, I don't want to see any of this. Keith, what score would you give the first season of Star Trek Strange New World? I'm going to go ahead and give this a 8.5. Mm-hmm. It was not perfect. I would say that there was a couple of things that they tried to do that fell flat. And I always give Star Trek a season or two to get its legs under it. But this got its legs under it after a couple episodes. And several episodes I thought were I wasn't going to like, I ended up liking a lot. Kind of think back to that one episode where it was... I think people were on holiday. Luan and uh, the heck oh yeah, and uh, Una. They were on the ship, the Enterprise Bingo. Yeah, uh, I ended up liking that. I liked Doctor Mbenga's episode that kind of resolved his daughter's storyline. Uh, thank God, I liked that one. I didn't think I was going to like it, and I actually held off on watching it until I you know, decided to wrap it all up. I was going to skip it actually. I-, I would probably say that he and maybe Nurse Chapel are like my least favorite characters in this, but. And the, it, it kind of grew on me, but good. Yeah, and the the Helden or Helen woman, like the Erica. Yeah, yeah, she's actually grew on me as well, but only mainly because I know they want to. They're chomping at the bit to do this. Really it's probably gonna be just, her and a horror. They already said they. they <laughs> yeah, that they really, 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 really want to. I can tell that somebody that really wants to have something that just is in their face. And just like, okay, now I want to see what they say about this. Like, instead, it's just like, she's just doing her fucking job. She's doing her job, offering advice, being witty and stuff like that. Her character, like, just grew at the last episode. Yeah. But I guess she was kind of filling <laughs> in for that one character. I forget what that lieutenant's name was, the one that Kirk had a beef with. The character's name is Lieutenant Styles from okay. TOS. Which would make no. more sense for Luan to be like that because her attitude is already like that. Yeah, yeah. but she clearly got promoted so and left yeah, so and, and i kind of ignored that it was seven years in the future it was like who knows what the fuck happened or to be off of pike's best buddy list or gold star list mm-hmm. the episodes she was in she didn't have enough focus this season though so i'm hoping that they focus on her character a little bit more in the next season i'm gonna say first season i like the cast i thought i was gonna hate this shit i really did anson mount is killing it he's uh, among the best captains out there i'm yeah. I'm, I'm down with him he's he, he's up there right now he's he's in the running he's not too pushy he's literally the guy calling the shots telling people where to go and directing to what to do i'm loving ethan peck's take on spock um he's not trying that to has grown on me from discovery till now well he's not trying to emulate leonard nimoy like uh zachary quinto was so yeah, that yeah i mean the zachary thing. quinto thing kind of felt like the superman returns <laughs> right. I agree with that. I'm loving number one. She's her character arc. Yeah, just kind of so upset about how that episode, last episode, ended. Hoping that they kind of resolve that. I really like her character and stuff. And the number one, the first officer, like she's just person that they go to and to settle stuff, and it it works out. But again, I, I guess an A5. Like I said, not perfect, but room for improvement. But it's definitely way above that trash discovery and picard definitely above that it's not new trek this is star trek yeah so So i'll probably go ahead and give it a conservative eight because i know (laughs) that now because paramount has some gravitas now with star trek Mm -hmm. that they're going to start doing the dumbness so i really hope it continues on because again it's slightly different showrunners with this but the overarching thing is that Paramount is going to do what Paramount wants to do. And if they can exploit Star Trek and more people to tune in to Paramount Plus. But 
if it stays consistent, that eight will rise. If it does not, and it goes the discovery route, mm-hmm. we all know where discovery went to. <laughs> and uh, I would it, agree. Even Picard, where again you thought you were going to get something, and that something was not what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a sense that Picard was always doomed to failure. Yeah, but if we can get more consistent Star Trek, like even if there's like another show that is next generation phase that is not lower decks, I'd be concerned but hopeful. You already had Discovery to screw up everything. It went to the mirror universe, went to the past, went to the future, went way in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything was universe ending. Michael Burnham is the only person who can save anything. Kudos to Strange New Worlds because, again, Pike is up there. Anson Mount is doing the right amount of acting. Anytime he's on screen, he's commanding my attention. So, great. I think that's where we are with Star Trek. So there's some hope. I might regret these words. <laughs> kind of like Star Wars, where it's like, oh, well, Mandalorian's okay. Oh, look at these other shows and these other movies. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, this is not the uh, 100%. Bones. It's like, oh, Boba Fett like came back. Let's look at this Boba Fett show. Oh, no. Oh, no. Strange New Worlds. It's the same crew. Like, Akiva Goldsman is like <laughs> one of the key forces behind the new Trek and Trek's overall downfall. So. I don't know what geniuses or I don't know who they got the right writers or they got the right people or they're, they're following a mandate themselves where they're going to keep things hopeful and not push too much bullshit. I don't know. And I'm hoping that they stick to that fucking formula. I'm kind of getting tired of TV shows trying to make declarative statements about something. And it's getting on my nerves, but at least this one kind of tamped it down compared to Discovery and also Picard. So... I think we'll just leave it right there. So again, costly optimistic. Hopefully they can continue <laughs> and not go down the let's destroy everything we just built up. Just keep Star Trek the way it is. Star Trek is best as an episodic single adventure per episode. Maybe there might be a two-parter. That's the way Star Trek needs to be. Peace, man. 